things theology, all things theology. We chop it up properly without an apology. Gotta give thanksology to God hollow because this is how we do it at all things theology, all things theology, all things theology. We chop it up properly without an apology. Gotta give thanksology to God hollow because this is how we do it at all things theology. Live. Yo, grace and peace, guys. This is K-Dub, and welcome to another edition of All Things Theology. I'm excited for today's episode because it's not normal that you have live interaction where people of opposing viewpoints, you know, uh, and maturity come together and discuss their disagreements. And so um, I'm very excited for that to happen today. And with me is Mr. Will Gray. What's going on, man? Hey, what's up? Yeah, man. So, um, introduce yourself, man. Tell the people who you are and and things like that. All right. Yeah. So, um, my name is Will, <laughs> um, and I'm from Stockton, California. Near Baptist Church. I'm kind of a trailblazer as far as churches. Went from Missionary Baptist Church to Black Pentecostal Church to white evangelicalism to um, white reformed. Now I'm in, currently in the PCA in, in Sacramento, California. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of me in a nutshell. Cool, cool, man. Love to read. I'm no theologian, but I, I love to read. Right. So that's that's my... Well, as R.C. Sproul said, man, everybody's a theologian. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> we, we became Facebook friends um, sometime a while back. And um, ever since then, I guess we've we've kind of engaged in this topic of let's just get it out there, right? Uh, our thesis for tonight: Should Christians use critical race theory as um, an analytical tool? Um, you know, so you've you've kind of pushed back on a lot of uh, the a lot of things I've said publicly, and, and that's fine. I don't have any problem with that. I'm not the standard, and so. When I say you push back, I don't I don't mean to say anything negative about you, but just that we've had disagreement. Yeah. Right. And so um, I don't know if you want to uh, just express kind of the disagreement you have or let me lay it out there. We kind of just get into this discussion. Uh, what's good for you, man? Uh, you're my guest. I'll let you decide. <laughs> oh, OK, well, that's, that's generous. yeah, um, I think I'll let you start okay. see kind of the flow of, of how you want to. How you want to do this? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. So I have no problem with that. So I'm just trying to share all this stuff out. Um, yeah. Um, so my m- main disagreement is, uh, and, and it seems like at some point, I think you've dis- dis- or you've kind of agreed with my initial assertion that critical race theory is a unbiblical uh, ideology. Um, it sounds like you've, oh, I, I guess I'll start there. Would you agree that critical race theory is an unbiblical ideology? Like it's not compatible um, with scripture, like the the ide- ideology itself. Yeah, well, yeah, it has secular beginnings, right? It's not a, a Christian movement okay. by any means. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so I, I would see that as because you state that it's it's secular, it's and, and and not just secular movement because secular people get they they can be right about things. So my, my I guess my 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 confrontation mm-hmm. with critical race theory isn't that. Well, these are just secular people. Well, I, my argument is actually much more fundamental than that. It's actually that this ideology um, stems from a secular worldview. Uh, 
Yo, Marcus Webb, what's going on? He's asking, what's the topic? The topic is, uh, um, is critical race theory, should Christians use critical race theory as an analytical tool? And so I'm actually saying something more fundamentally than, hey, some secular people said something. Uh, we shouldn't listen to that um, because, I, because of common grace, I believe a lot of times secular people get things right. You know, So I'm actually saying that yeah. the worldview of critical race theory actually stems from a from a from a uh, secular worldview itself you know and so this is why i say hey it cannot be compatible with the scriptures and just because they get things right we don't splice up the ideology and say hey they get this right because a lot of unbiblical worldviews get things right you know on some issues but i don't see a lot of christians arguing for using um half truths of arianism I know I brought that up to you and you didn't like that analogy, but I, I think it was fitting because Arianism actually gets the, uh, the humanity of Jesus right, that he is fully man, you know. Um, but I think it would be absurd to say, hey, let's use Arianism as a critical, uh, as an ana analytical tool just for the humanity of Jesus. I think that would be absurd. Um, and so I don't know if you have any pushback on that, but you I'll definitely allow you to uh, say what you have to say and voice your concerns about my position for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think one of the the first questions um, someone might ask is, um, what is critical race theory? Mm -hmm. um, so I actually have a quote from Richard Delgado. Yeah. Um, critical race theory. Um, it's an introduction. So on page three, he says... Um, from what uh, book, by the way? Um, yeah, I, I just want people called, to know, it, just in case they're interested. Yeah, critical theory okay. and introduction. Cool. Um, third edition. So he says, The critical race theory movement is a collection of activists and scholars engaged in studying and transforming the relationship among, among race racism, and power. The movement considers many of the same issues that conventional civil rights and ethnic studies discourses take up, but places them in a broader perspective that includes economics, history, setting, group, and self-interest, mm -hmm. and emotions, and, and, and the unconscious. Unlike traditional civil rights discourse, which stresses incrementalism and step-by-step -step progress, critical race theory questions the very foundations of the liberal order, including equality theory, legal reasoning, enlightenment, rationalism, and neutral principles of constitutional law. Yeah. Um, so I know that's a, <laughs> that's a mouthful, um, but that just shows how this collection of activists and scholars um, how there's not really this core base of beliefs in critical race theory. Now, they do have I would agree various, yeah, they, they do have various proponents that they all espouse, um, and, and I'll get into a little bit of that later. Um, but really, what I think the issue is, um, isn't so much the church talk about critical race theory as much as it is should the church talk about race. 
And the reason why I say that is because I remember, you know, with the George Floyd killing, right? And I remember being in a white reformed church and there was no prayers mentioned about it. There was no prayers for the family. And then the riots started happening and we made sure, yeah, well, let's pray about the riots. But there was no mention about Ahmed Arbery, about Breonna Taylor. So for me, I think the church is, is kind of using a scapegoat, right? We don't want to talk about critical race theory when really we don't want to talk about race. So that means critical race theory, racial reconciliation, wokeness, whatever the terminology we want to use. And there's a lot of intersection there, right? We don't want to talk about race. Who's we? Um, um, white evangelicals. All of those that are anti-woke, um, anti-social justice. Um, yeah, those are the ones who we don't want to talk about race. Race is what, divisive. What, to what, talk about race is... What, what if it's we don't want to talk about race from a critical race theory framework? That's Because that's what I see more so. I don't think many Christians have a problem with talking about race. Or I don't even like that term, ethnicity. Uh, because race is a social construct, um, but um, I, I, from my perspective, it's that people do not want to, you know, white Christians, if you want to use that terminology, do not want to adopt a yeah. framework, do not want to talk about race already from a secular advantage point, already from starting, you start with a secular ideology, and then you weave it back into the scriptures, a lot of times is what I see, and so I, I think that's more so um, maybe what you're seeing, if we can analyze you know white people so to speak um but um so yeah and and i would and i would take that same white people what, yeah yeah and i would and i would take that same framework as the people maybe you're talking about that I, I i have no issue talking about ethnicity as long as we're using a biblical framework and not starting with a secular philosophy or ideology when we talk about ethnicity you know what i mean yeah yeah and so so maybe we can maybe we can get into this point because we've talked about what critical race theory is yeah. very briefly. Um, it, you know, we can definitely yeah. talk about it longer um, because it seems there's so they, it seems like you're saying, hey, look, I don't affirm critical race theory as a whole. And, and if I'm misrepresenting you, please let me know. I do not want to do that. And so um, I think it's very important discussions like this. Um, it seems like what you're saying is, hey, I don't I don't affirm critical race theory as a whole. You know, it shouldn't. It seems like what you've said, you know, in past discussion is no Christian should affirm it as a whole. But there are concepts of critical race theory that we can learn from and actually that are beneficial for the Christian worldview. Am I, am I representing you rightly? Yeah. No. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Anything you like to say? And, and it's okay, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, because if you look at the beginnings of, of critical race theory, it really began from civil rights retrenchment, mm -hmm. right? So here it is 20 years later. Um, let me see. Let me pull it up. After you have um, things like the Civil Rights Act of 1964, right? You have the Voting Rights Act of 1965, the Fair Housing Act of 1968. Here we are 20 years later, and the disparities are only growing. Right. And I have um, a bunch of statistics here. 
um, where they say continuing disparities exist between African Americans and white in virtually every measurable category. In 1986, so about 20 years later, right, the African American poverty rate stood at 31%, compared with 11% for whites. Black medium income was 57% that of whites, a decline of about 4% percentile points since the 1970s. Between 1981 and 85, black unemployment averaged 17% compared to 7.3% for whites. In 1968, approximately 44% of all black children lived in poverty. Like, that's huge, 44%. Um, so, so let me ask you this about those, about those disparities. Why do you, why do you, so yeah. it seems like your conclusion is that those disparities exist because of racism, of, of white racism. Is, is that your analysis of those uh, disparities? Well, I haven't got that far yet. Okay, okay. But it, I'm just showing is that, your, that... Is that your conclusion, though? And those would be, um, like, evidences, your... evidences of... That would be evidence of these disparities. In... It's an evidence of injustice, for sure. Okay. And it's an evidence of race-based injustice. I would agree. It is. Um, it is evidence of injustice, but not but not racism. I think it's racism. When you have it between African-Americans and whites, um, I don't see how you can at that point say that it's not. Well, let me, let me give you a, 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 another way to interpret that evidence uh, because I know a lot of people point to disparities like that. They want to show, look at the wage gap. Well, a lot of it from, from what I've, because I think maybe a few years I would have agreed until you, until I read, <laughs> Uh, books like this by I don't know, I'm pretty sure you're not a big fan of uh, Thomas Sowell but uh, Discrimination and Disparities but <laughs> he actually points to a lot of the things that people want to call like racism is like well let's talk about 75% of black people growing up with fathers well that surely will affect the income of the home if you only have one parent you know what I'm saying and, and this is not to say that all white people have both parents because that's not true but anytime a person doesn't have um, both parents, they're actually, the wages are like st staggeringly lower than people who have both their parents in a home. And so for me, I see that, um, I think the last time I looked at it for, for blacks, 70% um, grow up without their father uh, or, or the, the, their, their parents are not married. And so I think that's a huge reason why um, I, I didn't grow up. I didn't grow up without my father. I, I grew up without my father. I don't, I don't know about your, um, you know, upgrade. Yeah. So same thing, man. And so it it actually shows the importance of fatherhood in the black community. Thomas Lowell points to in his discrimination and disparities books that when black people are married, they actually have a higher statistic of uh, having financial having financials better than whites and actually doing better than many whites. And so I, I, I think that's just amazing. You know, when when the black family, you know, sticks together, they do way better than other people, you know. So I think, too, you, you have to consider, you have to think of the injustices, right? Mm -hmm. There were times where black people couldn't get into certain universities, mm -hmm. couldn't get certain jobs, mm -hmm. only because they were black. Mm -hmm. And that is perpetuating poverty, which then perpetuates crime, which then you have black men in prison, which takes them out of the home. Um, 
I think kind of the narrative that Soul and others try to give of just well, black men are deadbeats. Well, that, um, I don't think. I I don't, well, well, to be fair, I don't think that's what he's saying. Okay, well, that may not be what he's saying, but I'm saying how everything has a trickling effect, and, and that's why there are even many. I think just about all of them, critical theorists who say. Yeah, we need a th- affirmative action because there was a time where we couldn't get in certain schools and certain jobs simply because we were black. You, you know, affirmative. And that I- I'll let you finish it. Though, go ahead. Yeah, and, and and that's a type of reparation, right? We're correcting what we're correcting the wrong that we've committed, right? Yeah. It's this restitution. Um, the Bible's replete with restitution um, passages, that's right? Absolutely. Um, I, I think there is a difference between restitution and reparations. Maybe we can get that get into that in a second. But I do think there's a affirmative action has historically been terrible for black people. Let me let me show you why. Because affirmative action, what it does is they 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 place, um, you know, they try to distribute their jobs or get people into university. Let's let's use universities for one. Um, like say like a um, a Yale, you know, we need this certain amount of people into Yale. Um, so we'll take these people who are black, uh, even if they're not qualified, to, you know, to be in this institution. Um, but we need to meet this quota, so to speak. And so you get these people who aren't as qualified, but hey, they're in this university. And you know what happens to a lot of people in those universities? They end up dropping out. And now they're actually in a worse position than before. You tried to help them. And so I, I don't think affirmative action is a good idea in the long term. And it, you know, in the initial basis, it sounds good. Oh, we're helping black people get, get educated, get in these universities. Um, but it actually hurts them in the worst because now <laughs> they get in the university, they drop out. Now they got debt. You know what I mean? Um, which we can go on about, you know, debt and how that can affect, you know, yeah. people and things like that. So I don't think the answer is affirmative action. Um, I think it's just treating people equal, like, um, you know, yeah, we can get yeah. into that, but yeah, I'm sure you want to respond to yeah, that. Yeah, now that's, that's, so. Like, what, what would you say to, like, to what I, what I just brought up, like, hey, okay, yeah. look, affirmative so, action actually hurts a lot of people, you know? Yeah, so I, I think there's an issue um, when you say, when you said, they're pulling. They're 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 kind of gathering in unqualified black people. Um, I don't think that's what they're doing, right? Like, if they were gonna say, okay, we need a certain quota, they wouldn't look at me and say, okay, yeah, you're gonna go to Yale, right? They would look at people that, you know, um, have good SAT scores, you know. So people that maybe are slightly less qualified than white people, yeah slightly less qualified but it doesn't mean that they're not qualified and if they're not given the opportunities um but, then who's to say that they are not qualified so so i um, i don't i don't think being less qualified than yale means you're an idiot because i'm not qualified for yale no. but they're actually yeah you know because <laughs> <laughs> you know i mean it's pretty tough to get and I, I wouldn't actually recommend someone go to yale anyway with all the liberalism going on but that's a whole nother topic but just because you yeah. can't get into Yale doesn't mean you won't be successful because there are many universities that are, you know, push higher learning and education that I think actually would benefit black people if they went to those 
been rather trying to um, because I think being less qual even and even if you say a little bit less qualified. I mean, I still think that hurts people because you know they may come from a um, a poor um, background which doesn't value education, and and it's like kind of like what you brought up. It's 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 uh, catch up, you know, and they have to catch up. And, and it actually puts them behind, and that can be overwhelming just coming into a college, you know, or, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think kind of the reverse of that is you have a lot of white people, right, that are underqualified. I mean, you had sure. that too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That when there was a time where, you know, black people were explicitly left out. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you're keeping out geniuses, right, just because you know, they're black, yeah, or maybe they have a little, they're a little too dark. Um, so, so maybe I can, yeah. maybe I can say this, because here's not, here's what I'm not saying. I'm not saying that the, yeah. that the racism in the past was okay. Um, it was evil. Yeah. It, it, you know, withholding people who were qualified from jobs, education was not right. But, but here's what I'm saying. I don't think an overcorrection is, well, let's, let's prefer black people, um, no matter you know, if it's, I, I'm all for. Hey, we hire the quali- most qualified person. Um, we ha- we we let the highest qualified people into this in the education system. And so I don't think an, I don't think the overcorrection is the solution as well. So that that's I guess that would be my position on that. Yeah, no, but I don't see it. I, I don't think it's an overcorrection, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I forget which president it was, but he gave an illustration of holding the people back in change for hundreds of years, right? Uh-huh. And, you know, the white race, they've been able to, they've been running free, right? And then we can't just unleash the black people and say, well, all things are equal. It's like, well, no, all things aren't equal. We've, we've been enslaved for hundreds of years, right? We've been kept out of top universities and jobs. Um, and there's still, these discrepancies are still here. Um, so it's really a correcting the scales, right? Correcting the scales of really what's been an injustice. But And you said something interesting. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. ahead. Um, I was going to you said something interesting about, um, equality, mm-hmm. right? And I, I agree with that, right? Especially when it comes to things like punitive justice, things like that. I agree with equality but at the same time we need equity right so we need and the bible does teach about giving a priority to the disadvantaged right the orphan the widow the stranger the poor right and i would argue that the stranger um in the 20th century america is black people the african-american they're interesting yeah who got brought here against their wills um to this land, right? I, I would argue so that, the Bible, is, that the Bible actually doesn't t- tell us to prefer the poor, but to make sure we're looking out for them as well, not to neglect them. Um, well, because I, I would, I would see to prefer them as well would be partiality. Um, you know, we, we shouldn't prefer either party. I would argue, but we should. Justice, justice doesn't care if you're poor or rich, uh, black or white, right? We we don't we don't prefer any single party or person or group, right? Justice is so to speak. Uh, I don't. You may not like this language, but colorblind. Like um, 
it, 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 it doesn't take those things into consideration before justice is handled. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm not really sure I would agree with that. Agree with that. Yeah. And I, and Can I read some. Yeah, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to read some some passages mm -hmm. that talks about um, how we should treat um, the aliens and the widows and the orphans. And what, what, um, what you should not. What, why do you believe yeah. that black people are the the like the aliens or the orphans, and white people are the oppressors? It, that's that, and this well, this kind of gets into the yeah. whole thing of where the barring or this critical race. I don't think this is actually compatible with scripture. Okay, so why do I think that? Black people today are strangers in the in this land. Yeah, the the, um, the, the oppressed or something like that. Yeah, sixteen nineteen. Against against our wills, black people were brought here. Mm -hmm. Um, so when it talks about stranger, right, it's just talking about a foreigner, right? Someone who this is not their native land. And honestly, That's everybody, <laughs> honestly, not Europeans' native land either. Yeah. It's the Native American native land. Exactly. Um. But they weren't oppressed when they came here. Who wasn't? The European and actually wiped out the Native Americans. Christopher Columbus, horrible, horrible person, shouldn't celebrate his holiday. Um, you know there are white people enslaved here as well, right? By 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 whom? By whites. There were black people who had white slaves. The white there were black people who had black slaves as well. That may be true. And that made, and that's a very did you know small number? Did you know that um, the black the blacks you know the African American slavery I hate that term African American um, uh, slavery that Africans were enslaved here isn't the largest slavery actually in um, in the world? It was actually Europeans being enslaved by other European sl slaves and also African slaves. Um, so it's not the so, like, th does this framework only work in America? Is it only in a Western thing? Like, or does, like, does every oppressed group, so to speak, um, need to take on this critical race theory ideology? Um, they can. And, and the thing that's interesting is, again, sticking to race-based slavery, because it's interesting that you said that race is a social construct. Mm -hmm. Which critical race theorists agree with that, right? So, but I, I mean, that's a truth that we can cling to hard. But I'm saying is that race. But I'm saying I, I would make that distinction not because critical race theory says it, because I believe that's a biblical. Uh, there's only one human. Of course, it is. yeah. So that's there's only one human race. So 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 here's here's the difference. I'm not saying critical race. But does that, that there's does that mean that there's no injustices based on race, and there's never been? That's not what that means. Agree. Yes, it's a social construct, and it's not ethnicity, and and it's, a, and but it's real, and people, um, racial profiling that still happens today. It still happens. So so here, um, allow me to let, let me lay out this distinction because my argument isn't yeah. that critical race theory or some other ideologies don't have true things to it. Um, my argument is that. Um, Critical race theory, this ideology does not stem from scripture. So when you say so, critical race theories, it's it's very out there in their language. Um, people from Robin D'Angelo, uh, Ibram Kendi, um, 
uh, you know, new Derek Bell, ma many critical race theories uh, have suggested, not just suggested, but stated clearly that white people are inherently racist. Um, black people, they haven't, they haven't said that? No. Really? They haven't said that. No, 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 no person. I, I haven't read. <laughs> Hold on a second. Where white people are innately or innately racist. Well, critical race theory's definition of racism involves uh, privilege and power or hatred and power. It, it, it deals with the idea of power, not just hatred. Because it's been, it's been set up that way. It's been constructed no, that way. Yeah, exactly. And this is, that's, that's a critical race theory definition of racism. I, I don't hold to that definition. I don't think that's the Bible's definition of racism or hatred or, you know. It, it's, it's historical fact that it is socially constructed. I'm, and so, starting so my, going insane. Hold on. My, argu my, my, argument isn't, my argument isn't that powerful people haven't done racist things. That's not my argument. My argument is that's not a biblical definition of racism. Racism. What's a biblical? Yeah. yeah Thank you for asking. Racism biblically doesn't care if you have power or power or not. If you hate your brother, if you hate someone who's made in the image of God, that is racist. Or better yet, partiality, partial. partial. You are you know. So you. It has nothing to so do, do with you skin tone. In, but go ahead. Do Do you believe in social injustice and social justice? Is that a thing? You got to define what you mean by that. Should, um, should justice be done collectively? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, like, you judges take bribes, right, to cheat the poor. Well, the Bible sure says it does. If they do it to the poor, then why can't, then out of, out of self-interest, mm -hmm. why do we not think that it's race-based if we see in the Bible throughout it's class-based, it's gender-based, but, oh, there's nothing in the history of America that tells us that it's race-based. That doesn't... I, I, I never suggested that. I, I've actually meant it quite a few times that racism has existed in America. Racist acts have existed. Racism exists today. The, the, the issue is, does the Bible define racism in the same way as critical race theory? And therefore, should we use that as an analytical tool? I suggest no, that the Bible nowhere suggests... An act is only racism if someone has power. And, and if you say you agree with that definition, I would love for you to show me biblically how that is true. Because I can actually find... The Bible. Yeah. I, 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 there's many examples that show the opposite. But go ahead. So what do you do with the passages? I think of Proverbs 31. Uh -huh. Um. I think it's King Lemuel, and it tells him specifically, you defend the poor. Let me see if I can find it just really quick. Um, and this is going to be a proof text for, for proving racism involves power? It's, it's proving that when you've been given power, you have to intentionally defend the oppressed, the poor, the orphan, the widow, and... Remember Solomon's prayer. Give me wisdom. Why? So that I can execute justice amongst you people. Okay. So if we have these disparities that I opened up with that are not being addressed by those in power. And that's white people. Um, 
then are they doing justly? Well, majority, yes. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it is. But, but is it people who have power or this collective base of people who are, are perceived to have power? They have power. I'd say they have power. Um, yeah. White people. And, and nowhere. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm not going to uh, interrupt. Go ahead. You should finish your point. Okay. No, Sorry I was going to say, too, um, the Bible doesn't really, it doesn't really let us off the hook by saying, well, I would give to this poor person, but I wonder why he's poor. I wonder what I wonder what he's on, and, and we does. do all this with stuff. We do. Uh, I'll, 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 that's not what Matthew. Yes, I'll, I'll, and Jesus teaching says. I, I, Jesus says, "You you lend to me. You lend. Uh, you lend to the poor. You lend to the Lord." Is it right? Let, let me let me show you. Let me. Is it just to get continually give to a poor person who uses their money on drugs? Should we just help the poor? I mean, if. Oh no! Wait! Whoa! Whoa! Of course not! Whoa! whoa. Just got to help the poor, though, right? <laughs> just got to help the poor. Doesn't matter how they use their money. We just got to give them money, right? So Proverbs thirty-one. Hold on. Can, could you can speak in English, Miro? Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. Right. For the rights of all who are destitute. Speak up and judge fairly. Mm -hmm. Defend the rights of the poor and the needy. And you think that's black? That's people? pretty straightforward. Brother, and you think like, you think that's black people? I think that's the poor. Do you think that's black people? But I think that when he talks about the destitute, the needy, I, I think some translations actually say the oppressed. That's the poor. That's the orphan. That's the widow. That's the stranger do, in the land. Do you think that's the black poor people? groups? I think there were strangers in this land. So we've been oppressed. So and Proverbs, by your own admission, we've been so, impressed by so, Pro so Proverbs 31 has application. It's it's about the black black man. You know, you know, I didn't say it was about you know not only black I didn't people. Say, you know not only black people. I said, you said what what it's about is the is those in authority, kings, judges, striving for equity. Mm -hmm. Don't take bribes from a rich person. So that you can corrupt justice, right? And that's something that was happening. That's something that was happening in the king in the books of of Malachi, right? And God actually says, when He sees that, He says, "Take your festivals, take your Sabbaths. I don't want it. You guys do right. Seek justice, love mercy, walk humbly with your God. Cut it out." And when we see, and and, and I mean. The American church's track record with issues like slavery, civil rights, Jim Crow, um, the Holocaust in Germany is very checkered. And let me tell you, they're going to have to stand before the throne of God and he's going to say, when I told you to care for the orphan, the widow, the poor, the stranger, the oppressed, I'm a just God. So that's not just Old Testament commandments that we can just throw away. Those are things that we have to continue to be striving are for. You, and if we see this, this is where the this is where the the, the, the black comes in because you keep wanting to push that narrative. Because we're talking about critical race if, theory. That's why. If if the statistics that I read you were reversed, and it was white people, 
that were facing these discrepancies. And I say, listen, we got to speak up for white people. And we got to give white people affirmative action. And we have to give white people reparations. That's not the way the story, that's not the way the cookie crumbled. I would say, um, I, would, I would make the, the same the, argument. <laughs> I would be making the same the, arguments, the, my friend. And then I would say to you that you're not seeking biblical justice. I would disagree. I, I, I think I am. I believe I am because I, I actually believe the things you brought up are actually harmful. I, and I gave my reasons for, um, you know, things like affirmative action, reparations, things like that. And I, I've done done that many times. But, okay, because, like, I, I don't want us to get away from the topic of critical race theory. Um, yeah, yeah. Would, would you say that black people can be racist? Uh, is that, well, I guess that's pertinent to our question. Can they be racist in their heart? Sure. Sure, they absolutely can. I think of um, Elijah Muhammad, right, who supposedly, you know, he witnessed his parents being lynched and as a young boy. Mm-hmm. And that experience, I can't even imagine, like that experience filled his heart with such vitriol and hate towards the, the I'm quoting him, towards the blue-eyed devil, right, the white devil, yeah. right? So like, yeah. So, and, and especially when you're dealing with when you're dealing with um, people who have seen parents lynched, people who have seen wives raped, people who have. No, I, you so know, I'm, have I'm, been I'm asking about. I'm, not, so I'm asking beaten. about today. Because, today, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can have because in your heart. G- generally, when but as far as as far as having power, ah, there we go to affect. There we go. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. As far as having power to, because I do believe in systemic racism. Uh, yeah, I know. I think that my numbers prove that, right? The fact that. So, give me your biggest proof of systemic the, racism. Um, I just gave them. The, I just gave them, and, but I'm giving and, and I gave counterexamples of, of, of how that th- doesn't prove that it's because of uh, just racism. Just people don't want your counterexample. Which I did counter. Your counterexample was, well, look at the black family, look at the look at black culture. No, actually, no. The father. Actually, it was actually greater than that. It was look at what happens when any culture does not have mother and father. The 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 gap is actually to the point I'm proving. But you know why that doesn't work? You know why, why that doesn't work? Because the discrepancies, the incarceration discrepancies, aren't just for any culture. That's for black culture, right? The, 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 the alarming incarceration rates, you, you don't see that in the white culture. You see it in the black culture. So when we start talking, so either, either what you're saying is it only applies to black culture, or what you're saying, and this is what I think guys like Soul are saying, is that the reason why the incarceration rate is so high in the black culture is because the fatherlessness is so high in the black culture. Yeah. Which I think there's truth to that. <laughs> yeah, it's like seventy percent. It's it's. But remember ex- what I said. Goes, no, you did bring up that. Stuff. Yeah. What I said is, poverty produces crime. I would right? disagree. You gonna steal something if you gotta feed your family? I would disagree, my friend. Um. And we and okay, we can, well, you, we, can disagree, you can look at look and look at before. After slavery, up until the 1960s. So remember a prayer. Of hold, on, hold on, let me let me let me let me, let me, let me bring up, let me bring up this point because I, it addresses what you just yeah, said. Yeah. 
Up until the 1960s, this wasn't the case. The black family was in poverty, yet there wasn't a high crime rate up until like the 1960s in, in many of like places like Harlem or, or Atlanta or things like many when they started recording many yeah. <laughs> many major uh, you know um, populations of you know suburban areas and things like that. And so I, I don't I don't think it it, it it follows if you're poor you're gonna you're gonna be a, a criminal. Talk talk about a a, a, a uh, you know assumption or or, or thinking negatively about a a, a a group of people. The you think you think the Bible? The you, give don't give me riches. Mm-hmm. I might forget you. Right. Don't give me poverty. I might steal. Yeah. Place me in the middle. Right. Right. So I won't do either of these dreams. Well, that's a prayer request. Yeah, yeah. But, right? but hold on. And he's like, Lord, if if you give me poverty. The point I might have to still support yeah, so I can eat. Yeah, but the point isn't. I don't think that's a a a, a causal relationship. That's saying every poor person will steal because hey, they're poor, or or even a large amount of them. Like I said, like like I said, I pointed to a historical truth is that up until the nineteen sixty is up until the nineteen sixties, there wasn't a, a high crime rate in places like Harlem and things like that. Why is that? Well, well, because the black the, the the family structure was up 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 there until things like welfare came along that destroyed the black community or or got the father out the home things like that. Well, that's not taking into account things like patrolling, things like surveillance, things like get this: we're going to prevent crime before it happens. Yes. How do you prevent crime before it happens without profiling? You don't. So you you're you're you don't. so are you that's the only are, are, stop crime before it happens is if you profile. Are you saying that the black community would be better off if police got out of these communities? They shouldn't be as heavily patrolled as they are. So when what, you have just one cop there, I'm stopping. Hey, that you get a slap on the wrist. That's actually not versus blue that's collar crime. That's actually not true, but. What what's the solution to I guess what you're bringing up? I mean, I, 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 would, I, have, I would disagree <laughs> with it because it sounds like, well, the solution to you know keeping black people out of jail, I guess off drugs or you know, in the home, is to get the cops out of there because they're 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 watching our neighborhood too much to make sure nothing's going on. We'll patrol equally, but why are we being, again, you're preventing crime before it happens, so then you're profiling, and but guess where we're going to place our police? Guess where we're going to place our police force to prevent crime from happening. I, it, Not actually crime is taking place, but we're going to try to get a get a, a heads up on it. it would, guess where we're going to place our police force? But it would sound like you should want the police in these communities because of what you said just a minute ago, that these commu- Not with police brutality. Well, well, hold, on. And- well, hold on a second, because you stated that you know poor communities typically have more crime. Well, why wouldn't you want more police there? Just better, better officers, right? Because the way they treat us. Yeah, but okay. Let's say, hey, look, let's get them better trained so they won't, because we need them to stop the crime in the communities, right? Yeah, we need to hold the hold them accountable yeah, too. I, I agree, uh, but police police brutality actually doesn't just happen to black people. I mean, it just goes more viral. I mean, 
it just goes way more viral. <laughs> you, you can have the same well, same the, act. That, the number proportionate to. Yeah, sure. Because we have a lower population here, and so, but but here, I, w- I want us to get back to the, uh, the topic. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I have some more. So because uh, and, and, yeah. and I know you, I know you don't have too much time because you have other commitments and things like that, which is totally fine. But you know, critical race theory. You know, um, this idea of power and privilege. You you would say, you would say that that is a biblical concept when it comes to. Uh, like hating someone or racism, like it's it's racist if um, it's done to an oppressed group. But what if, what if that op- oppressed group turns around and does it to the oppressor? It's not racism. It's like how do you mean? Because what uh, what could an oppressed person really do to a person in power? Now, sure, they could. Beat them up. Racism has nothing them, to do right? with the. But they can't keep. It has I, nothing I to do keep, with racism. I can't keep someone from going to university, right? So what? We've never had the power to keep white people out of. But that's not out of universities. That, that's not. That's not. Something can be racist and not have that effect. Right. I don't. I'm not following you. Are you saying an act is only racist if it? Uh, hold someone back no i'm broadening it you're narrowing it and saying racism is in the heart racism is hatred that's what racism that's what jesus thought you're narrowing it i'm saying yeah it's that so and so black people can do it so the in their heart yeah yeah that's that's what racism is a sin of the heart well i but that's not all it is that's a real reductionistic view of racism. Again, oh, hold prejudice. On, hold on, hold on. Um, let me let me let me form it out. Racism is a, a sin of the heart, which has manifestations uh, externally. So I'm just like just like lust does as well. I'm not saying it's only of the heart, but I'm saying there could be no action that happens externally, and it's still evil. But then, too, what, what I think you're assuming, and I don't think it's necessarily true. Because remember, we talked about race as a social construct, mm-hmm. right? That race is something that's, you know, we've made up, mm-hmm. right? That white people have made up. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about that. Mm-hmm. And as you make up this race and this racial hierarchy, you start to spread racial lies, mm-hmm. right? Things like, well, black people are fit for slavery because they're like beasts. Or black men are sexually immoral. Black women are sexually immoral. Um, black men are criminals. Black men are thugs. The list goes on and on and on and on. And those, as you begin to perpetuate these, these lies, even things like the curse of Ham, right, from our from our theologians, even things like, well, white people are from Adam, but black people are from a subhuman, subhuman species, right, that's not quite human you, you know you know right. there's been all of these there's been many there's been many black people who taught the same thing there's some that talk the same thing no there's been been a lot of like cult groups who've taught it as well and i would say that's evil too so what i'm arguing of is course it's for equality so so if you bringing up racist acts the other way is not going to be but you're arguing for equality while turning a blind eye to years and years and years of oppression nope 
Even if you remember when the when the Hebrews came out of Egypt, um, how they were given all of these treasures, right, coming out as kind of a, a God giving them retribution for 430 years of slavery. So I'm all for equality, but first we got to catch up, right? We all the way back here. No, we're, no, we're not. We got to catch up. <laughs> No, we're talking about equality. No, black people are not at the back. You, you can't, you can't say that about black people. I, I actually think this is one of the harmful things about critical race theory is they, they assume they actually have the same ideology as the KKK. Is they, they assume that black people are in the back and that white people are superior. They was bloody. KKK was a bloody. I said the ideology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying the ideology. Like they have the same framework. Like they think white people are better. Critical race theory assumes we, that. We don't think black people are better. We think black people are equal. We're anti-racist. We think black people are equal, and we need to be treated equally. So what if, when black people say like black power and black beauty and black is beautiful, that is to combat the hundreds of years of lies from pseudoscience, from pseudo-theology, from pseudo-psychology that said black people were inferior, that black people were dumber, that black people were uglier, here's, your nose is too big, your lips are too here's big, your hair is too nappy. Yeah. And we said, no, black is beautiful. Songs of Solomon. I am black. That's, I am well, beautiful. That, that's not about black people, but I, I agree with it. Of course, you probably see it as black as sin, but I've been washed by the blood of the Lamb. No, right? no, N neither. <laughs> but let's, let's, let's actually deal with the point at hand. Um, my Look, this is what a lot of critical race theories do and a lot of what people do. They always go to racism in the past to prove that racism exists in the racism of today exists. And and and, and one of the things it does is it, it it perpetually holds white people as of 2017. Yeah, it holds white people today as almost the progenitors of slavery as if they were up there whipping black people with slaves. Well, you can't hold a person you can't hold a person responsible for the sin they did not commit in that in this sense, you you, you can when it comes to re uh, reparations. You can. So if yeah. so if I find a sin your great grandfather hold on wait wait if I find a sin that your great great grandfather yeah, yeah. did, and I find out that it affected someone, I can hold you responsible for it. The Book of Ezra. Hello, can you answer that question? So, well, you get, can you answer that question? Ask it again. If I if I can find a sin that your great great grandfather committed that affected someone today, can I hold you responsible? So you use the word sin, which is interesting. Yeah, it, it is sin. So if let's say for generations, generations and generations, um. My grandfather, and then like his father, his father, his father, has been taking from your family, right? And in an indirect way, right? Because no one's asking white people to empty their pockets and give it to black people. If in an indirect <laughs> yeah, they way, are. <laughs> if, if in an indirect way, I'm asked to fix that. No, in a very yeah. in a very direct way. Then you're white. Very and, and there are plenty of white people that 
say yes and amen to that. Yeah. Right? Just like I said, for a lot of white guilt going on. (laughs) A lot of white guilt going on. But I would say that's unjust biblically because, you know, you're not supposed to hold the sins the sins of the father against the the children, things like that. Um, That's in uh, Ezekiel. Um, And so... That, but what does that have to do with? What does that have to do with? It has to do with it. How does that open? What I'm talking about. 18 and 20. How does that open? How does what open? How does that passage start? I'm going to find it. I think it's 18 and 20. Yes. The one who sins Mm -hmm. is the one who will die. Mm -hmm. Yep. We're not talking about killing white people. I'm not. I'm not talking about killing white people. I'm not talking about giving them the death penalty. We're talking about something very specific when we start getting into reparations. So that example is talking about um, you can't be put to death for the sins of your father. No, no, no. No, no, no. no. That's That's not only the point of that passage. It's it's saying you can't that there there is no punishment for the person who did not sin. And you know what Exodus says? I forget the passage. It says by all means make reparations. And you want to yeah. know why they made reparations well, restitution, in the Old Testament? Restitution. Restitutions, reparations, restitutions. The, I'll say I'll use restitutions. It's not the same thing for you. Now I'll use restitutions. Um. You know why they did restitutions in the Old Testament? Because they sinned against the because people. If you didn't pay if you didn't pay restitutions. After committing a crime, you were a slave for six years. Let me, let me ask you this. Who had to pay restitution? They had laws in place. Who had to pay this is my point. restitution? They had laws in place to make sure restitutions were paid. I agree. But guess what? If those restitutions didn't get paid, you're going to either be a slave or if those laws were not in place, you would have to come back, right? The book of, of, of Ezra. Right. I don't. I don't want to lose this point. Who, Where, who had to pay restitution? Yeah. The person who committed the crime. But there were laws Thank in you. place you, to make sure that Thank happened. You. Thank you. That was my whole point. I said that. Yeah, but but I said but you're actually using a they you're were using, forced to. You're using another framework no, in this. No. Let me let me show you how your analogy. You're not agreeing with your own point. You said those who committed the act had to pay restitution. Show me one person a day in a white person a day who had slaves. Biblical justice, that's because biblical justice had had it set up that way. Agree. Because the righteous God had it set up that Agreed. way. He's America holy. <laughs> is not Israel. I agree. America is not a Christian nation. I agree. I don't think America ever was a Christian nation. I agree. So... But what does that have to do with the point, point I'm bringing is, up? <laughs> what it has to do with my point is, again, restitutions must be paid. Agreed. That's what it says in the scripture. By those who commit they the sin. They must be paid. And again, there were laws to make that happen. If those laws are not in place, that's the sin of the nation. Okay. But... Because I, find, I, find it, I, find it, I find it interesting that you go back to Exodus to say... Uh, America owes reparations, and then when I when I bring up the counter to show us how how it's not how it's how it doesn't um, align with the situation, then you say, "Well, Israel, America's not Israel." So it's like you use the example of Israel to show why black people should be getting restitu- reparations, and then when I counter it to show, well, it actually isn't in line with what you're bringing up. You say, "Well, Israel's not America." So it's like it's is this double standard almost it seems. 
You, you see what no, I'm saying? I think you missed. You missed the point okay. where I said restitutions mm-hmm. were in the Old Testament, right? Because the law was set up that way, right? By God, right? And yes, you didn't pay those restitutions, you were going to be a slave okay. until you could pay it off with manual labor. Okay. Um, we don't have that here. Okay. That doesn't mean that we shouldn't have something like that here. Right. And, and what my point is, this is the only point I'm making, is that restitution must be paid. That's what the Bible says. Um, I agree. And they had a system where that worked, where the offender in that time could do it. Um, I think of the reparations that the Japanese got in uh, 1988 after the World War II um, encampment. They got reparations. Okay. Um, I forget how much. I forget. I forget. Oh man. I, let, let me ask you this, because because I, I, I want to get back on the uh, the topic of because we talked about should critical race theory be used as an analytical tool. So you, you're yeah. you're and and I you agree with the argument earlier that um, you agree with their view of race racism and and you don't you don't agree with critical race theory as the whole though. I just want to make that clear for those listening. Will doesn't agree with critical race theory as a whole, but just their. Well, I'm not even going to just say, but just because I don't, I don't know what all, but their view of racism, you believe uh, in, their, in how they describe history, you agree with, right? Yeah. Yeah. So let me let me let me give you yeah. let me give you a, a. So, if you agree with that, can we use yeah. Mormonism as a critical as an analytical tool? Because they get things right. As, as far as what the family to analyze what the family. Mormon, Mormon, Mormons do a strangely. Huh? What's that? Some people strangely do, but uh, <laughs> like, hey, they they teach they teach uh, you know they hey teach hey have a lot of kids take care of your kids um you know so they're, they're very in the home I, yeah. yeah can we use Mormonism as so an analytical the, tool the, the the issue I have with comparing it to Mormonism Arianism. Arianism is strictly against Christology. That directly so affects race Christology. So how does Christ, how does critical race theory attack innately attack Christology? Well, not it doesn't. Well, well how does it, it, it how affects does it theology. Attack, hold on, hold on, hold on. It, it, how does it affects it directly theology. attack us worshiping the God of the Bible. It affects. It, it doesn't. It Maybe the God of America. But not the God of the Bible, well, right? So it doesn't. So just because it doesn't affect, how does it? How does, hold on, just because it doesn't affect Christology doesn't affect, doesn't mean it doesn't affect any Christian theology. I didn't say that, but I'm saying so, that's why you can't compare it to. So anyone. you would agree that it does affect Christian I theology. Say, I didn't say that either. So so it, it so, so it can't. In, in what ways? In what ways? Come on, just be. In what in ways what does it? Is, I'm asking you. It, in what ways does it not? In what ways does it? No, no, no. In what ways does it? Does it what? Affect Christian theology. In what ways does it affect yeah. Christian theology? You, yeah. Okay. Well, we, we talked a little bit about their anthropomorphic views, right? Their anthropology, right? That all men are equal, right? And that there is no such thing as race. It's a social construct. No, and what... No, but it's real. In what ways? But it's real. In what ways it, does it affect it negatively? Like in in a way you wouldn't. In what does it, yeah. What do you disagree with critical race theology from a Christian perspective? Ultimately, is what I'm asking. 
It uh, it depends because like there's so many different ideas and views. Right, like I'll give you an example. There's some that have this intersectionality with homosexuality. Right, I don't agree with that. Um, that's just one of the more obvious ones I could think of off the top of my head. Um, but you would say they get the and then like go ahead. If there's any, which I, I, I haven't found it in critical race theory, but if there's any espousing of bodily harm or violence or anything like that, um, I, I clearly don't espouse that. Um, yeah, I, I don't espouse that. So those are the things so I can think of off the top of my head. So the view of man, you would agree with? I do agree with the view of man. So critical. I think that they see the fallenness of man, the sinfulness of man, white man, and I think that they see the equality of man. You you think they want equality? Yeah, I think they want equality. Hmm. I think that if we underestimate what hundreds of years of segregation, Jim Crow, slavery, if we underestimate the damage of that. If we underestimate that this nation was built on that. Every nation was. And I've told you this before, right? I don't believe that it's just going to self-correct itself. The Bible doesn't give us that option of justice where you just wait it out and justice is going to happen. No, seek justice. Love mercy while humbly with your God. No, you speak for those that can't speak for themselves. No, you fight for the poor and the orphan and the widow. You be active in this, but, especially if you're a king, especially if you're a judge. Don't take bribes. Treat everyone fairly. This is the who is my neighbor kind of dialect because in critical race theory, they view poor, oppressed, um, widowed, orphan as black people. But that's not the Bible's definition of those things. It's, you don't ask someone, what is your nationality before I find so who's out. The stranger? Who's, who's the stranger? Or does that not apply today? The, Who's of the foreigner or the stranger, depending on your translation, well, the alien? Well, we're all the strangers and foreigners in America because that's not, it wasn't founded by any of us. So, but the point is when it comes to things like oppressed and, and, and poor, you can't say that's about black people. You can't say that's about just, it, you can't redefine poor to mean that. It's, it's, about, it's about any any ethnic, any ethnic group who's poor, you know, you you don't help someone. You don't about to help someone and say, "Well, what's your father? What's your nationality?" Like that's like the Hebrew Israelite kind of uh, ideology. You help them, you know. Um, it's it's not about ethnicity. It's about helping those that are in need. Yes. If you see these discrepancies, if you see if you see these discrepancies that are race based, you're asserting that, and you're not doing anything to fix you're, those. You're assuming they're race based. I'm not saying they don't need they to. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not saying they don't need to be. Let me, let me say. Let me say this. Let me say this real quick, and I'll let I'll let you say that statement. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying they don't need to be fixed. They do. I, I asserted that in the beginning, but I'm saying you're assuming a racial um, uh, narrative behind these things, which it doesn't necess necessitate that that being the case. I think it does, and I think even in your example. With the seventy percent in the black home, well, that's not a racial argument. No, one argument is saying <laughs> it's, it, it's, 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 a, it's a, the it father's actually, not present. 
my, my, remember what I said also. This applies to any group who doesn't have the father, not just black people. When any group does not have the father present, they are substantially higher risk to be in jail, to be on drugs, lack of education, uh, financial disparities, as, as you know, the things you said. They are at, I mean, it's so high the risk when a, a person grows up without a father. I don't care if that person is Mexican, Asian, white, uh, black. They are at higher risk for a lot why, of these things. Why black fathers not in the home at such a high rate? You can't say it's just because of prison. I think that's a complex question. That is a complex question. And if we just say it's black culture, I didn't say that. And that's not a race. And that's not a racist argument. I didn't say that. There's there's many reasons. No, I didn't say you yeah. said that. There's, there's, I didn't say you. Said there's many reasons. That, but I know people. There's many reasons, and so yeah, people. Uh, fathers are locked up. That's one reason. But not all are locked up unjustly. Some people sell crack. Guess what? You go to jail for selling crack. Um, some people don't want to be fathers. That was my father. He he got got my mom pregnant and just left, bounced. So that that's a lot of the attitude, um, you know, and so forth and so forth. Uh, you know, there are there are people locked up unjustly. Yeah, I'll I'll say that as well. Um, so there it. it I'm not saying the argument that why the black father is, is around is one single issue. It is a compound, uh, a compound yeah, of multiple is. issues. But but we can't just say, well, well, that's just because the white man one is locked up. I mean, that's that's just a lazy answer, I believe, because there's numerous people I, I know had kids and had none, well, nothing to do with them. You know, and I mean that's true. I I mean that's true, and it's that a high is- number. Amongst every race, yeah, oh, oh right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Amongst every race. yeah. But yeah, no, yeah, it's it's complex. It's, so again, and I'm not saying you, but yeah, for people to just point like, well, black culture, rap music, blah blah blah. I mean, I do think that's a contributing um, factor. It's really insulting. I it's mean, really insulting. You gotta admit that even in, even in rap music, you have you do have dissenters that are like, no, we gotta do better. But they're like, we can't keep about drugs and. And the whole nine. Like, so there are yeah, yeah. Like righteous brothers. But let's be honest. Like, are, they not getting played much on the radio, right? They don't play a lot of conscious rap on radio. Yeah, yeah that's probably some truth to that. You know what I mean? That's probably some truth. And, and so, yeah, I, I, I agree with you there that there are a complexity of issues. But like, I, don't, I don't think it's one. And it's that's never been my argument. And so, um, yeah. So, I mean... Uh, yeah, we got to do better, man. Um, black fathers. I, I truly believe when black fathers in the home, black people d- do tremendously better. I mean, I look at the people who um, who grew up with, that, with, with their father and the black people who grew up without their father. It's like a world of difference. And, and thank, thankfully, I'm not in that statistic. By, by God's grace, I'm not one of those that are in jail selling drugs. Thankfully, I had, like, I had people around me who kept me grounded. By God's grace, but not everybody has that, um, you know. Yeah, and, and I think there's something too to really consider. Um, when black people first gain the right to vote, right, and they understood that okay, we can't be purposefully, right, explicitly using race, so we're going to come up with grandfather clauses, right? Could your grandfather vote? We're going to come up with literacy tests, poll taxes, you know, give us a little change if you want to vote, right? All of these were used 
in a very secretive way without mentioning the word black to keep black people from voting right so this is in our past this is in our history things like redlining right very very secretive ways to keep black people from only homes in certain neighborhoods right so like if we think that sinful man cannot find clever ways to discriminate against people based on class, based on age, based on race, based on gender, based on religion, what have you, then maybe we're naive as far as like the sinfulness of man and how creative our wickedness can get. So the scriptures talk about that plot evil, right? Um, so I'm not saying that that's like definitive proof, but I am saying like, Let's be real about this. Yeah. Right. So and let's not. So I'm yeah. I'm a, I'm a Calvinist, and so I mean I I think you kind of said you had like Calvinist leanings, but I I affirm the total yeah, yeah I affirm total depravity, but I also have a view of uh of the common grace of man, and so I I'm sure. I'm thankful that man isn't as wicked as you know I, I don't believe in utter depravity, um so I I believe I, so I believe you if if one is going to be accused of a sin then that person needs to have evidence like like okay so 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 for example right i i believe in i believe that adultery is permeating this culture right so let, let's use the same kind of like kind of argument you just did for like racism well I, if we don't think adultery exists and every man is up there looking at pornography then we've been fooled about the, the Total depravity, that, that would be absurd, and, and I think a lot of people would see that. Not every man is looking at pornography. Not every man is, you know, doing this. Does it happen at a high rate? Oh, sure. Does it, does it happen a lot? Yeah. But I can't just assume that based on, you know, I guess an overarching view of, uh, of the sinfulness of man. And so that, I, I, I kind of yeah. would see kind of that parallel there, you know. Um, but... I don't know if you want to respond to that, but I know you have to, to go. Uh, I know you got to study. Yeah. You got to get to. Yeah. Yeah, I'll let you say something. So one last thought. Yeah. Um, and, and I just want to end it here on why I think the church needs to talk about race. And it doesn't have to be critical race theory. It, it doesn't have to be woke or whatever pejorative term we want to use for it. But we got to talk about race. I think of, you know, remember the Titans, and that scene always sticks out to me, where they're celebrating a big win, right? Yeah. And it's Sunshine and Petey and Blue, and Sunshine sees the restaurant. He's like, hey, come on, man, let, let's go in, let's let's party, let's have this fun time. And Petey looks at Sunshine and says, oh, man, this, this Virginia, they don't want, and then Blue just says, they don't want us in here. Yeah. They go in, and then sure enough, right, the... The owner of the restaurant, we don't have any room for you guys. We're full. All right. Sunshine looks at man, what are you talking about? There's plenty of seats here. Um, the owner says, well, listen, I have a right to not serve whoever I want. You can take these boys out in the back, get them some food in the kitchen. Right. Like as if he's like bringing the dogs with them, right? right. Um, so then after that, after they exit the restaurant, Petey shoves um, Sunshine, right? Ronnie, Ronnie Bass. Yeah, yeah. He shoves them. And he says, man, what was that? I told you. And Ronnie's like, whoa, I, I didn't know. And 
this is the part that, that, that really sticks out to me where P's like, what do you mean you didn't know? I told you. Do you think I was playing with you? I told you. Um, and then Blue kind of, you know, comes to the defense of his teammate, you know, Ronnie, right? And says, come on, man, he didn't know. Um, and, like, P's heated, right? He's like, no, I told him. Long story short, black players go their way, white players go their way. And, and that's a part of critical race theory that says, take the testimony of black people seriously. When they tell you that they experience racism, when they tell you this is Virginia, this ain't California, they racist here. And and PD's PD, I mean, sometimes the biggest defense was, oh, that's in the past. Uh, they don't see race anymore. They see football now. We we winning. That's in the past. Don't worry about it. And PD's like, no, bro. And and really, if you look at that scene, PD got straight up gaslighted by Sunshine. You don't know what you're talking about. For some reason, Sunshine thinks, as an outsider, someone who hasn't experienced um, oppression, right? For some reason, he thinks that he can speak into the everyday experiences of black people during that time, especially, and especially in Virginia. Um, and I think that still happens today is that there's this lack of believing black people in their testimonies. Um, real people. quick, James. Certain white people. No, no, no. But certain, many certain, of the, certain black people. I, sure. Because sure. the black experience I'll, isn't monolithic. The black experience isn't monolithic. So when you, it's not monolithic so, at all. So when you say white people don't want to believe uh, black people's experience, we have to ask, which black people are we talking about here? Well, this is what happens. Because let's face it, a majority of black people have experienced racism in America. A majority. Yeah. So what happens... But that's not, you the, have that's 20 not, black that's not the issue. But no, no, no. It is the issue. What you have is you have 20 black people. And let's say out of the 20, two of them say, no, we've never experienced racism. And you have 18 say, Man, we experienced racism. My daddy experienced racism. His daddy experienced racism. Right. Might makes right. Many people, many people, what would they do? Many of the white evangelicals that are so anti talking about race in general, if it's not racial reconciliation, it's critical race theory, it's wokeness, it doesn't matter what the terminology is. What do they do? They side with the two two <laughs> black people that for whatever reason have never experienced racism. That's exactly what happens, bro. And and James Cone, just just real quick. Oh just, man, I want to be just Cone. Let's get it. Real quick, let's real get quick. it. So he says, "It is white intellectual arrogance which assumes that it has a monopoly on intelligence and moral judgment. How else can how else can one explain the shocked indignation when the Kenner Report declared that race prejudice has shaped our history decisively? After all." Baldwin, Wright, Du Bois, and a host of other black writers have been saying this for decades, that racism is, racism is woven into the whole pattern of American society. Eventually, the judgments of black people are not to be taken seriously, if indeed Whitey reads them at all. The real menace in white intellectual arrogance is the dangerous presumption 
that the structure that enslaves is the structure that will also decide when and how this slavery is to be abolished. The sociological and psychological reports made by most white scholars assume that they know more about my frustrations, my despair, my hatred for white society than I do. They want to supply the prescription to my problems, refusing to recognize that for over 300 years, blacks have listened to them and their reports, and we are still degraded. The time has come for white Americans to be silent and to listen to black people. Why must the white man assume that he has the intellectual ability or the moral sensitivity to know what blacks feel or to ease the pain, to soothe the hurt, to eradicate the resentment? Since he knows that he raped our women, dehumanized our men, and made it inevitable that black children should hate their blackness, he ought to understand why blacks must cease listening to him in order to be free. And this this last sentence since whites do not know the extent of black suffering, mm. they can only speak from their own perspective, which they call reason. Mm. And that's what happens with this whole debate. Mm. It becomes philosophized, it becomes abstract, and we forget that, listen, there's a real family somewhere where daddy's in, in daddy got killed on the street, right? Because of police brutality, right? There's a real daughters, family members of George Floyd, family members of Breonna Taylor. We forget that these are real people, real discrepancies, real black men that can't get jobs to feed their families and resort to crime to feed their families. It does happen. And then end up in jail and there's a perpetuation of poverty, there's a perpetuation of incarnation, um, incarceration. Um, so I'm sure that there's probably a lot in there that you don't agree with. I don't agree, or I agree with. I agree with most of what's in here. Even when he talks about hatred of white society. Um, oh. <laughs> so okay, you've read, okay, okay, so well, that, well, that's good. I haven't read that one yet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> his point, I think his point is coded, though. It's like, trust the testimony of black people. Trust our solutions question, for ourselves. Quick question, and and I definitely think we should end this. Go for it. But uh, you think definitely white people should listen to the black experience of the experiences of black people, right? Like it's very clear, right? That white the majority people, of black people. the majority, not all. Okay, should we should the black people therefore listen to the majority of white people when they say they're not racist in the church? When they say they're not racist in the church, yeah, I mean, if they, I mean, I'm not saying that we go around calling everybody racist, and I don't think anybody is <laughs> is saying that or saying it. They're saying it in a way that yeah, they they they're saying it. They're saying maybe it. Yeah, I'm just not. Uh, maybe I'm just not picking was, up what they're throwing down. It was Eric Mason. But, uh, <laughs> it was Eric Mason who says that. Uh, white people in the church are infected with the disease of, I think he said whiteness or uh, uh, white privilege, something of that extent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know. Well, I mean. So, yeah, people are saying it. I, I have read quote, but what I'm going to say is the American experience, the church experience is European. 
right? That's why, like, I love um, churches with the regulative principle. Like, I, I don't mind it, but that's why, like, you get in certain churches and it's like, well, why can't we play drums? Why can't we play tambourine? Um, like, like what, what's what's the cause of that? But I'll, why do we play any? Right. Um, <laughs> so there is something to be said about, and what he's saying is the church is they're within this umbrella of European white um, culture. It is, right? When we sing the hymns and we don't clap, we don't stomp our feet, right? Um, you know what I mean, right? <laughs> I don't know if you much experience with the historic black church, but there's a way where different cultures, we've seen in Latino culture, right? There's a way that different cultures express themselves. But that's okay. Um, it's, it's okay. Musical. It's okay if that's... No, it's okay. It, it is okay. It's not as racist. Long as I can express myself. But it's not. It's not but, racist. Well, it, you just have a preference of of how you worship, and and as long as it doesn't contradict the Bible, you know, that's fine. I'm I'm okay with people yeah, shouting, yeah, clapping, and I'm okay with the white people's in the you know as long as their hearts into it. No, yeah, I've been I've been in both. Yeah, so, so like I I've, I have long time experience in both. Hey, but my point I, is, I, I, my, there, my, my there point are Pentecostal white churches who get down just like black people. They get, down. they do, they do get down. My point is, is that in many of the really conservative, you know, hymn singing churches, um, at least that I've been in, right, that more expressive and emotional form of worship is frowned down upon. And I only know that because, bro, like I was there, like, bro, I was where you were at, like two years ago, right? I was Daryl Harris, right? Hey, I praise was, God. I was on him. That. Um. And then when I see, I was with Vody, right? But I also always liked the beating. And when I seen they had this tension, I said, okay, let me kind of be a little bit more open and let me just kind of explore this so a little is, bit more. Is, is, is Vody the, the sellout? You know, because that's the common frame of, of guys who, black guys who think like me. We, we sold out ourselves. I, listen, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to attack anybody's motives or character. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say that Vody, um, his like conferences, right? He's getting money in white evangelical spaces. Um, Lecrae was there, right? And he's kind of excommunicated now. Sounds like you um, are assuming his motives. So take, no, no, no. Take that for what you want to <laughs> take it at. Right? I can't speak with motives. But All he getting paid is, by white people. <laughs> The incentive there is all I'm saying. I mean, I think of Gerald Harris, right? There's, He's going to there's incentives on the, There's incentives on the other side. I mean, that may be true, especially like with world. I mean, yeah. with secular ideologies, I can't say that. I can't say there's not incentives, yeah. but again, it, I'm gonna give them that same grace. Same, same grace. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not reading anybody's heart. I'm not reading nobody's mind. Right. I'm not talking about people's motives. I would love to have a coffee someday with Vody and, and talk it up with him. You know, yeah. I would love to do that, be able to do that with him. Um, so yeah, hey, I'm not well, going to say that. Vody got a new book coming it. out in April. I hope you get it. You know, so what's it called? It's called Fault Lines, 
and it's about this subject, so you might enjoy it. Yeah, no, I know he, he he talks about it quite a bit. Yeah, he talks about it quite a bit. Yeah, I, I don't like that. So, kind of maybe an ending question to you because for me, and 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 I kind of laid it out with my example of remember the Titans, um, and other examples, right, of just where like black people are not believed. Um, Certain black people. We have to talk about race. Yeah. Right. And we can pretend like since 1988, the birth of critical race theory, that we've been more divided since we've been talking about it. I would go back further than that. Um, go, yeah. Well, yes and no. Like, I, I see what, I that, see that, what you're getting yeah, at. That's, like that's fine. You know, yeah, it's fine. Just a minute point. Yeah. 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 But, um, yeah, I, I think we need to talk about it. And I think we need to. Be uncomfortable about it. And I think that there are taboo subjects mm -hmm. that the church don't want to touch with a 20-foot pole. I think racism is one of them. I think that um, sexual abuse is one of them. I think that abuse in marriage is one of them. I think pornography, what you brought up earlier, I think is one of them. Right? And with critical race theory, just like I said, it was the same thing when it was woke. It was the same thing when it was racial reconciliation. It was the same thing when it was social justice. It's the same thing when it's critical race theory. It's not about... Because, like, there's... Again, there's a bunch of overlap between these ideas. I'm like, it's not so much about critical race theory and where critical race theory came from. It's about... Stop talking about race. You're making us uncomfortable. We know about the history. We don't care no more. We don't want to hear you. Just shut up about it. Um, I don't know if you heard that um, that letter from a guy who wasn't SVC, but he wasn't anymore, and the SVC actually um, spoke out against him. Yeah. But he wrote like the worst letter about like why he doesn't want to hear about race anymore, and why like black people aren't as smart as white people. Like it was, it was pretty awful. I can send you a, no, a link no, to I, it if you ever want. I, I saw it. Listen to it. I. Saw most people. I saw like everybody who responded to it say this was disgusting, which kind of goes against the idea yep. of critical race theory, which says that all white people are racist. Like, why are all these white people saying it's disgusting? Yes, brother, y'all gotta get me that. That's that's y'all gotta get me a quote. All right, they talk about all white people. <laughs> How about this? I'll, yeah, you, I'll, you I'll, I'll, I'll send it to you. Uh, and, and if it's a matter of interpretation, then it's a matter no, no, of interpretation. No. Okay, I'll send it to if you. It's clear, like if it's clear. Okay, and. And those people that say that, especially if they're proclaiming the name of Christ, right, like, because I'm not here to attack anybody. All I'm looking at is data. All I'm looking at is empirically, like, what's going on? Yeah. And all I'm looking at is the discrepancies, right, um, that are growing. Growing? And I'm like, yeah, something, ain't, and I don't think it's black, I don't think it's black culture. You think, yeah, you, think you think that. Black yeah, people are doing. Uh, well, uh, I, I do want to end it soon because, I, like I said, I I gotta go to yeah. sleep soon, and I know you got study soon. But you, yeah, you yeah. think black people are getting treated worse in America since slavery? Since slavery, okay, we want to do it our way back to slavery. Huh? We we can do that. Uh, black people are still being lynched. Really? Yeah. Those those. These killings or lynchings? Those are lynchings. Hold, on, hold on, yeah, you can't call those lynchings, man. Come on, man. Well, well hey, what do you call? All right, then white people getting white people murders? getting lynched. You gonna talk you about you gonna talk about Tony Temper? 
I don't know who Tony Temple is. I know you don't. Because he's white. He was killed by the Dallas police. Same thing, same thing oh. that happened to George well, Floyd. It don't go viral. Justice Tony Justice for Tony Temple. Right. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean if I don't know about it, I don't know about it. But you can't say I don't care about it because I, I, I don't know I, about I, I it. Didn't, right? I didn't I didn't oh yeah, I didn't I didn't try to insinuate that. I didn't try to I already said that if the discrepancies were reversed, right, then I'd be talking about reparations for white people. But that ain't that's not the historical reality. All right, all right. Right? Well, I pre- I, mean, I, pre- so, I appreciate your time, Will. We, we we had a we had a lengthy, good, cordial discussion. <laughs> you know, nobody called anybody names. And, <laughs> hey, if right, if if we had that, I I feel like it was successful just because that happened. And so, the fact that yeah, you know, I'm not seeing a lot of this happening, which kind of breaks my heart about that. But um, if if yeah. more people can I do this, I'm- more people can do this. I think it'll be beneficial. Um, and, and I hope that, you know, those listening in, um, you know, will will do those in their circles, not just, you know, not talk to people, yeah. but talk to people. Like we need to be having this discussion. That's, I actually agree that we need to be having this discussion about, uh, race. Uh, I'm, I'm not one to keep quiet on it. As you see my post, uh, <laughs> I want to talk about it. I talk about it. You know, I don't, I don't try to say, well, hey, just shut up. You know, we're just going to not talk about it. You know, that, that's not my perspective. And so if that is happening, I would agree with you that there needs to be conversation yeah. going on. So can I just take one more closing? Go ahead, closing go, ahead. go ahead. All right. So thank you, yeah. K-Dub, for having me on. And I just encourage anyone who maybe you're hearing secondarily from one group or the other, I'd encourage you, don't be afraid to read Critical Race Theorist. Mm-hmm. As you told me, K-Dub, um, Vody has a new book coming out, right? Don't be afraid to read the differing viewpoint and really grasping what each side is saying. Because as Christians, it's so important right. that we're not slandering. It's so important that we're understanding what each other is saying. And I think that's what's so important about even this conversation. There's still a lot we disagree on. Oh, yeah. There's some things that we do agree on. Um, but now we have a better understanding than just over Facebook or Twitter or whatever the case may be. Right. So I encourage anyone, right? I was where you were at, right? I went from being staunchly against this stuff to being more open to it to now saying, hey, well, we got to be talking about race. And the data is there. If you want to find it, Google it, look it up. It's there. Yeah, it's that, there. That's all I Read, say. It. Read it. Read <laughs> it. Yeah, man. Uh, Thank you, man, once again for coming on. Thank you all for watching. Hey, until the next time, grace and peace.